Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. What's up, Al? Hi. What's up, Claudia? What I look like? Sunshine? Giving us spring realness <laughs> or, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sunshine. We'll go with that. And what's up, Funky? What's going on, everybody? And no, you look like a bean pie salesman out of Malcolm X, if you really want to know the truth. Come on, yeah. hater. I love haters, especially during the Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. See, I was trying to be nice. You didn't call them a bean pie seller. <laughs> What's going on, Funky? Are y'all drinking tonight? What are we doing? Yeah, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to put my better self on hiatus. I got some uh, Publix lemonade mixed with a little bit of Tito's because I'm going to the pool hall. When I get off work to eat lemon pepper wings and drink a whole bunch of Long Islands anyway, so I figured I might as well kind of pre-party here on the show. Okay, Al. Uh, right now I'm having tea. I'm just waiting for my champagne to be brought over, so I'll be drinking shortly. I'm drinking tea too. I'm I'm chilling. I'm saving it all for the holidays. So all right. Um, look, we got a lot of stories to get into, so let's just jump right on into it. I know my cat keeps jumping the way it produces. The cat just want to be on camera, so I'm sorry. Uh, singer Carrie Hilson shared her thoughts about love on social media. She said, I don't think I believe that any relationship exists where two people are just naturally made perfect for each other. I feel like that's a damaging myth. She continues, I believe a healthy relationship takes work, compromise, sacrifice, self-awareness, understanding, patience, and even adjustments on both ends. Do you believe in the idea of the perfect person in a romantic relationship or do you, or do you agree with what she said, Al? Um. I don't believe that there I don't believe in there being a perfect person, but I do believe that there can be a perfect person for me. I love the way Terry Carrie Hilson shook the table and started the day off preaching with this. But let me tell you something. Everything that she described, everything she described, if production can put that back up, everything that she described, guys, actually reminds me of the characteristics of a mother. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking about, you know, it takes work, it's compromise, it's sacrifice, it's self-awareness, it's understanding, it's patience. All of that stuff is what our mothers do so well. And that's the reason why we love them, especially as black men, so unconditionally. And, and to me, that's a fact. And that's different than this fantasy that we've been programmed to believe that there is a perfect person for us out there. And that person can't be, uh, you know, can't ever make a mistake. And I feel like that's a social construct that leads to unhealthy relationships. So in my opinion, what I've learned from watching and looking at this and reading this is that I want to find someone and I want to be more loving, just like my mother. Okay. Uh, Q, what do you think? I believe that there is a perfect person in the sense that that perfect, that person is the perfect match for you. It's weird because I have a few best friends and I say this all the time. The people that are my best friends, one, uh, several are female, a couple are male. I wish that there was a romantic spark between us because they would be my perfect matches. We go years without getting into any type of arguments or scuffles. And then when we do, we know that neither one of us going anywhere. We're going to take a four or five day or a week cooling off period one of us is going to pick up the phone and we're going to be back to where we were all in love as friends. And it's funny because we never really put any thought into finding our friends. We just find these people who just happen to be our long-term friends. And I think that relationships can kind of be the same, kind of be the same way. I I wonder why it does seem easier with our friends, right? Because I've had these conversations with my girls. I'm like, if a man, you know, that I'm interested in romantically would be as considerate 
<laughs> and forgiving and understanding as some of my girlfriends, Mm-hmm. We'd be fine because, like, you can sit on the phone and talk yeah. to your friends for hours, and like, mm-hmm. no one gets sensitive about things. And if you do, you usually figure it out. But when it's someone you're dating, why are we like less patient sometimes with yeah. someone that we're intimate with? And it's yeah. like, damn, it sucks that a lot of times the people that have the best characteristics for us where we get along are not the people we're with. Another thing I want to mention I went to the comments of that, of the blogs that posted this uh, tweet of hers, and I don't know why they're still coming for Carrie Hilson, like, when she speaks on this kind of stuff. They're like, oh, this is from someone that never has a man. I I, I know her. And I just want to say that just because someone's not sharing their relationship all over social media, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they're really giving. And you can t- speak on relationships or f- have a ph- philosophical take on things just like we do. And just like all the people in the comments, but yet the famous person can't talk about it. I don't know why they so mean to her. What do y'all think? Um, hmm. You know, what? For, for whatever reason, the general public has kind of put Carrie Hilson in like this yesteryear has been irrelevant bucket. And quite frankly, people just don't want to hear from her. It's like, we'll take this same information from Iyanla Van Zandt and go up. We'll take this same information from Oprah. They just don't want it from her for whatever reason. How backwards are we, right? When we can be fed every single day, Blueface, Krishan, Carlista, Tokyo Tony, and we still, it's still, people want to hear about that. Although they say they don't want to hear about it, they still eat it up. But Carrie, who did one sin in the business, what was it, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, however long ago it was. And it's like, uh, I still think what she said is valid, though. What did she do? What the was whole, her saying? The whole Beyonce this. The producer oh. that she was working with uh, really pushed her to make put a few lines in her songs that she was against, but she did it anyways because she felt like she had to, and it was against right. Beyonce. But look, we got a couple of comments over here that are cute. So who that PYT said, oh, Lord, another internet philosopher. Who does not know this by now? Life is not a Disney fairy tale. Cash Green said, it is a damaging myth. A relationship is two people coming together, making their companionship work for them. And Lady T says, my issue with anybody making a mistake, my issue isn't with anybody making a mistake because we're all human. What I don't like is the flagrant foul. And lastly, Bully said, I don't think a long-term monogamy is realistic. People outgrow one another. I think mm-hmm. we should experience multiple soulmates. Okay. And this is why everyone's single, I guess. We all on different pages. All right, well, these uh, cold months might encourage you to stay in bed with your perfect person. But to get a good night's sleep, experts are saying all you have to do is get naked. According to sleep expert Sammy Margot, it's better to sleep in the nude during the cold months because falling into a deep sleep is linked to cooling your body. What are your thoughts about this? And do you prefer to sleep naked? Funky, let's go to you first. Yeah, so I, I sleep nude or I sleep uh in very, very, very loose basketball shorts. But here's what's funny. Sleeping in the nude is something that only got comfortable for me like when I really got mature. Well, I'm 40 now. I want to say maybe like 32-ish, 33-ish is when sleeping nude got comfortable for me. Before then, I felt uncomfortable if I was naked in the bed. I had to have at least um, my boxers on, at least my boxers are some basketball shorts. But now nude is my preferred method of sleeping unless I fall asleep in like some loose basketball shorts. Okay, Al? That's interesting. I'm the opposite of funky. You know, I it's to me, it's comfortable. It's sexy. It's easy access, especially if you're if you have somebody sleeping with you. I enjoy sleeping naked when on vacation, but sleeping naked as I've gotten older, has become a little bit uncomfortable for me. And the reason why is because as I've gotten older in my experiences and also just being the man of the house, um, so much comes up, fire alarms, fires, out here in freaking California, you have earthquakes and you have to get out immediately and you really don't have time to be running around looking for clothes. You know, in certain places, intruders, noises outside, you have to go check on, check on a dog that's barking, like, just all types of stuff. So I'm the opposite cue. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I loved being naked. I loved sleeping naked, walking around the house naked. But now, you know, living in high rises, I guess I become less comfortable because I'm not 
comfortably on the ground. So I'm always experiencing something that I need some clothes on to go outside to check on something. And also people are really like grimy in these high rises. They have binoculars. They'd be filming you if you're naked. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. Damn, I felt more comfortable in a high rise because like you had checkpoints to get through. You know, like right now I'm on the I'm on a house, like just look in my bedroom if I forget to close the shades. I don't sleep all the way naked. I at least I will have a thong on or bottoms. I don't, I cannot sleep with a top on. Like I feel I overheat and I just cannot get to sleep. And I could never, I never understood people that could sleep with socks on. Oh, I can't do the socks. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Either. I can't do the socks. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's I weird. And I, I've got friends, I got, and, and I find it more with my male friends. I have male friends in particular that have to sleep with socks on. But Al, you brought up something. Now there's one thing I can't do. I can't walk out of my room naked. I can't go in uh, my kitchen naked mm-hmm. and I cannot eat naked. And I eat in my bed. I cannot eat without any clothes on and I cannot walk out of my room naked. It's just something so inappropriate about walking around the house and all your stuff is just <laughs> jingling and jangling. And then you're in the refrigerator and you're putting stuff in the microwave. You're wasting ketchup and crumbs in your crotch. Like, it's just, <laughs> I have to. So I, I have my sleeping shorts that I wear like two or three nights. Right. They're like always right there at the bed. So when I jump out of bed, I just put those on and walk out into the kitchen. I can definitely see that doing that, that being a violation with a penis flapping around. But right. Not, it's all up. It's <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I would imagine it would be the same with your breast. I would imagine. I have high mm-hmm. nice perky okay. breasts, so they don't they don't hang. I never had a child, so yeah, they are perks. Oh god. We yeah. got a few we got a few funny comments over here. So E. Harris said, nasty. Sleeping in the nude is nasty. And D. Duddle said, I have always slept naked and I love it. My skin is great and my hot pocket prefers it. Wonderful for my pH. And later celebrity news said it's the anxiety behind of something, if something happens and me I jump too. up and I need to at least have my bottoms. But yeah. let me ask you guys this. Did you guys sleep naked as teenagers? Never. Okay. No. I was going to say, in my house, that would have been considered too grown. Like if yeah. my parents would have walked in there, you would have had no clothes on. They, I, You probably would have got a whooping. Right. Yeah. Plus I had a little brother too. And when okay. we were four, we had split a room. We had two beds in one room. So there was none of that. I didn't get comfortable <laughs> with my body like that until I was much older when I felt like I actually really like my body as I got older. Uh-huh. All right. They also say sleeping in the nude has plenty of other benefits, including reducing stress and anxiety, preventing weight gain. I don't know about that. And boosting self-esteem. All right. Good to know. All right, fellas, let me get your thoughts on this tweet. A woman tweeted. I don't know. I just don't see myself marrying a man that was already cheating on me when we were dating. <laughs> that seems to be coming up a lot lately. Now, would you marry someone who's cheated on you in the past, Al? Yes. Yes. Yes, I would. Because I feel like I feel like people can change and I feel like that no one is um, a, an exception to making a mistake. Whew, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Now, listen, I don't I don't support cheating. I don't I, I don't think it's healthy. But can we just have a real conversation about cheating? And the reason the, the part that I want to have when I say real is when did cheating become like this deal breaker beyond all deal breakers. Like people will be in love with a murderer and love them while they're in prison and when they come out, but if they cheat, they'll just throw everything out the window. People will be in love with a thief or a fraud or a liar, uh, you know, like, but when it comes to cheating, they just want to throw them completely out the window. So. I think just in general, we should re-examine, I'm not saying compromise, I'm just saying re-examine the psyche that cheating has or the effect that it has on our psyche when we deal with cheating. Does that make sense? Have you been cheated on, Al? I'm sure. But like where you knew, like where you were like sick over it or heartbroken. Have you ever like had your heart broken? With- I was oh, I was very upset and I was betrayed. But then I had to I had to recalibrate because I had to say to myself, what makes me any different than 80 percent of Americans? 80 percent of Americans are cheated on. Like what makes me any different and why am I taking it so hard? Like I wanted to know, is there a commandment against cheating that, you know, if thou shall not cheat and if you cheat, your life is over. You can't ever talk to the person again and you got to throw them away like i really had to re-examine that like what makes me better than 
80% of the population that I have to expect that the person that I'm with doesn't cheat on me or that they have to expect that I'm not going to cheat on them. Okay. Q, what do you think? So could I marry somebody who cheated on me uh, when we were dating? Um, I, I don't know that I can answer that. It really just depends. Like I, I, I think this is one of those situations where you have to kind of feel your way through it. I think when it comes to your mate, I think that, you know, there's a frequency. And I think oftentimes you can feel when you and somebody are on the same frequency and you can kind of feel when the frequency is off. I think your soul and your spirit will tell you when a person has changed. I think your soul and your spirit will tell you when it really just depends on a number of factors. It depends on if that if I got that feeling that says it's safe to do this. It depends on the severity of the cheating. It depends on the circumstances around the cheating. It's not as cut and dry for me. Mm -hmm. I've let it be known in the past. Sex is not necessarily a deal breaker for me. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to be mad. You're going to be in the doghouse. But like if I was with somebody and him and his boys went on a boys trip to, I don't know, wherever, Bora Bora, and I found out that he, you know, had a night of fun, a drunken night of fun. I don't know that I'm going to tear up my whole house and my relationship over that. However, if I happen to stumble upon the fact that you can't wait to see you and money is coming out of our household, then that's a different situation right. mm -hmm. where I may have to pack my stuff and leave. So there's there's a multitude of factors that would determine what I do. I was um, asked, I was proposed to, I won't say engaged because I never really said yes um, to someone that um, he was begging me to marry him and come to find out he was cheating. And while he was waiting for my answer, he was screwing someone that made his self-esteem feel better. And um, to me, it's more about your character and your integrity as a man. Because you've looked me in the eye and you told me you're faithful. You've looked me in the eye and told me I'm the only one. You've looked me in the eye and told me you wanted to commit. So mm -hmm. I think after, like, you can look me in the eye and do all that, how it'd be very difficult for me to trust you moving forward. It's more of a, a personality thing. And then that goes not just with relationships. It's also my friendships. When you're a liar to me, to mm -hmm. me, it says a lot about your character. Now, if you're the one that, like, like y'all said, maybe they go on a trip and they mess up, they got drunk, and you come to me, then we'll probably have a stronger relationship afterwards because you actually told me when you didn't have to. Then mm -hmm. to me, it's just like the character, you know, but if you just, you only told me cause I had like videotape of you and you had no, no other choice, but this man that um, proposed to me, big ass ring on my finger, emotional, talked to my parents, all that, my mom, and still did that? Absolutely not. Not only did I break up with him, I never spoke to him again after I punched him in his face, actually, because he was putting, he was over there being reckless too. And um, yeah, with him, no, absolutely not. But maybe I'm older now. That was probably about 15 years ago, 20, oh, it was a while ago. If It depends if you came to me, you admitted, I think. Do you have any comments, uh, Q? Oh, yeah. One before we go to tease. Rosemary Watson said the whole key is knowing and not guessing about it. And if you don't forgive totally, then don't take them back. And I want to hit Pat Williams. She said, see, I think there's two. I think it's different from male to male relationship versus male to female relationships. And last, Brittany Richardson said, don't desensitize cheating. It's a loyalty thing. It is a character flaw. Oh. I don't think it is, though, like. I've had no problem like being faithful and people say, oh, a man with money, a man with access. I have all of that. I have mm. all of that. And I have been faithful. I have found my, with like some of the most finest, beautiful, successful men in the world. And I still was able to be loyal to my nine to five blue collar man, you know, when I have one. So I don't know. All right. Good conversation, y'all. Coming up next, find out why a bride is thinking of making her guests pay up. And later, dating apps are putting a new price on love. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat. We see y'all in there. All right. An Australian bride shocked her wedding guests when she mulled 
enforcing a no-show fee after her guests backed out of her wedding last minute. Now, because of the flaky guests, the bride lost $1,300 on top of a non-refundable venue payment of over $12,000. Now, she told a no-show guest they should cover the cost since they were the reasons for the change in plans. Now, do you think this is fair? And would you pay the bride's no-show fee if you were a guest, confirmed, RSVP, said you were coming, then you backed out of the wedding? Q, what do you think about this? Um, whether it's fair or not, it, it really doesn't matter because it's, it's unenforceable. You know what I'm saying? I guess the only way she could enforce it is if you don't pay me, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And that's probably not going to fly very well either. Um, you know, I, true story, right before I had my foot surgery, I had a wedding to go to the week about seven to nine days out. The doctor had told me I'd be able to walk or whatever. I had went and bought my tux. I had RSVP'd months in advance. And um, I just, two days before the wedding, I was like, Q, I don't think it's smart for you to get on an airplane with your foot like this or whatever. And I ended up being a no call, no show to the wedding. I didn't want to call my friend and tell him that I was not going to make it because you don't want to stress people out. They've got other things to worry about days before the wedding. I just did not show. But in exchange, I did cash app them $1,000 as a wedding gift. And in my mind, I was like, whatever my per plate cost would have been, this should have covered it and then some. So I do think, you know, you 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 make amends. If you don't show up after you RSVP, I think it's just proper protocol that you get the people a really nice gift in lieu of your absence. I think that's the perfect way to do it because they probably spend about $200 a plate and then a gift that should be, you know, I think that would make it okay. Yeah. Al, what do you think about this? A no-show fee. Note to self, invite Q to my, all my weddings. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Note to self with gifts like that. So there's a couple of things here. If if any bride has planned a wedding and any, anything that you have read, it always tells you to plan on no-shows. It's, it's a part of of planning any wedding planner will tell you the same that only 75 to 80 percent of who you invite to your wedding will show up to your wedding that is just what happens at weddings i i have a problem with paying a no-show fee if you didn't make the policy known at the beginning it's almost like i would have the same issue if i reserved a hotel room and then they didn't have a cancellation policy and then when i'm canceled there is all of a sudden a fee to pay you never know what comes up in people's lives children get sick people have health conditions people have heart attacks uh cars break down things things happen feet get redone and you can't walk on them when you thought you could so you can't hold that person responsible at the last minute can you hold them responsible at the beginning when you put a disclaimer on your invitation that says due to increase in wedding costs and due to our our financial situation we will be charging a no-show fee if you confirm and then don't show i will pay it with no problem. But if you're just gonna throw it on me after the after the fact and you don't know why I didn't show, then we're gonna have a problem. But I'm like Q, just in general, whether I show or not, I, I, if I don't show, I'm definitely gonna A, let them know I won't be coming due to an emergency and B, I wanna make sure that I make up for it because I know what it costs regardless. Jolene Stockley said a no-show fee is tacky. Yeah, it does make it weird and uncomfortable, but also not showing once they counter you and pay for you is also without letting them know. Now, Q, you did a good thing because you I think you gave them a really nice gift and you you made up for the financial loss that they may have had more than more than probably what they paid. I'm sure they weren't $500 a plate. But here's the thing. Sometimes there's weddings where they have a really tough time with narrowing down the guest list and they have to get it to a certain number. And sometimes it was choosing you over somebody, over somebody else. else. Right. And then for you, so I think if that's going to happen, try to give them as much time as possible so they can be like, you know what? I wish you're gonna call, you could be there, but since you can't, let me call my other friend that was like, uh, you know, on deck. Right. You know, it's, it's yeah. fair. And then that way it's no, no love loss. And then you don't even have to give them so much of a gift because they mm -hmm. feel that spot. It is funny I'm because I was wondering if, if said friend, uh, I hadn't talked to them since the wedding. When I sent the cash app, the next day they sent the heart response. I actually finally talked to this friend, uh, Kent Blackman. Hey, Kent and Patrick. I talked to Kent uh, two days ago. And, uh, you know, I, I, that was the time I was like, you know, friend, I couldn't come. You know, my foot was whatever, whatever. He was like, you know, boy, I understand. He was, you know, he was very gracious about it. Because sometimes you don't know how people are going to take whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. But I was pleased to know that he wasn't disappointed in me and he was very gracious. Kent and Patrick, I appreciate you guys' uh, 
patience for working with my surgery situation. And I hope y'all enjoyed the gift. But that's a good reason, a surgery, you know? Yeah. When I get married again, and I'm claiming it, when I get married again uh, next year or the year after, it will be a destination wedding. So I'm going to know well in advance who ain't going to come. If you don't come to my wedding, you're going to lose your plane tickets and the hotel deposit. So you're going to think twice about canceling my wedding. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Speaking of marriage, this woman tweeted the following message to her future in-laws. She tweeted, I'm not marrying into a family that doesn't like me. If mm -hmm. I go to man's family function and his mom, auntie, sisters, and cousins are being weird to me, I will leave him alone. I don't care how long we've been together. I do have to get along with their partner's family in order to get married or, or is it not about that? Al, let's go to you first. I'm going to say in most cases, yes, it's not, a, it's not an extreme, like in all. Um, but I think in certain cases, I think if you, you know, if you have a healthy relationship and you love that person and their family is toxic, I refuse to be a part of any family that's toxic now. However, I think if you want to have a loving, long lasting relationship, you would have to like make some compromises and, and befriend the family, especially for a, a, a black female who has a strong relationship with her father. I had that situation and, and I, you know, I had to lean in. It was awkward. They were older, but I leaned in and, and, and I understood what that meant the same way with a black male, a black brother and his mother. That's some strong love right there. So sometimes you can feel some kind of way about that love, but you got to just have to compromise and lean in. Now, if they're toxic and they, they, they hating and cussing and, and cutting people off and, and, and claiming, you know, want to kill you and all that stuff that, no way you just you just can't do it but other than that i think it's okay to compromise and try to get along with the family of your loved one okay and people in the chat just to show that this is not a pre-taped show yes again i was married before for a few minutes it was like less than a year and i got i filed an annulment um q what, what about you how do you feel about marrying into a family you don't really rock with the family or they don't rock with you i'll have to like the family I, I don't have to like their family, um, and, and, and I don't think it's necessary simply because you can date somebody for one or two years before you even meet, meet their family and have a great, le loving dating relationship. The only thing is if you don't like your partner's family and you guys get married, you have to have a partner that's willing to enforce boundaries. If me and your mama don't get along, your mama can't come around here, okay? I'm not going to go to her house. And she can't come here either. Or you need to let your mama know if she's going to come over here in my house, she needs to be polite and at least speak. I will go in the room and watch TV while your mama visit with you. But she's not going to be rude to me in my house. She's not going to talk to me any kind of way. And if she can't, she can't come over here and you have to enforce that. Now, if, if your person that you're with is not willing to enforce that, then that's when you have a problem. But I'm not one of those people. I'm not hung up. You don't have to be with me for Christmas. Go to your damn mama house. <laughs> go, go around there because I sleep with you every night. All right. I sleep with you every night. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to take nothing from me. If oh, you could go around your mammy house on every holiday and I'll go to my family house. I don't have to like your family and they don't have to like me. That, that That's just how I am. Just as long as we're, we don't have to interact and there's no expectation for me to go. Because, because what you're not going to do is, is put me in a situation where I have to go sit somewhere and be abused. So just as long as you don't have no expectation for me to go to your family functions and there's no expectation for your family to come to our house, I don't give a damn what you and your family do. I, I think this person may have been young that said that because when we're young, don't we have so many things on our checklist, like the height, the weight, the this, the that. And when you get 25 and then 35 and then 45 and then 50, um, you're going to be able to compromise a few of those things because right. Kelly Blue Book value is not as high as it was when you was in your 20s. <laughs> and let me tell you something. At my big age, if I find the guy that I want, that I fell in love with and I want to marry, do you think at this age with all my tra mm. traumatic relationships and, and relationship failures, I'm going to say, mm, I don't like your aunt or your aunt don't like me. Mama. No, we're going to figure this thing out. Now, All hopefully right. you that will be your time to show me some kind of respect. Because they say uh, when a man finds a wife, he's supposed to leave the family and and, and put his wife first. Right. So um, 
You're going to have to like, you know, that's going to be your job. You're going to be the one to have to quarterback that. I won't make it messy for you. I'll, I'll be as agreeable. Claudia, is that bi- biblical that I just heard you quote? Ish, but I don't want to like, falsely quote it, so I just gave, I, I paraphrased it. Guys, quickly, before we go to break, I want to get two comments in there. Correlation Queen said, the siblings and the mother will cover for a cheater if they don't like you. And the tribe said, if they love their family and you, don't do it. It will cause problems. Mm. I want to go back I know to some of my little, uh, listen, biblical ish. <laughs> I know some of my aunts help my little daddy cheat on my mama. So they do help auntie. Y'all know who you are. Anyways, coming up next, Tender's new dating service is going to cost you. And later, a woman gives her honest opinion on BBLs. Keep it locked. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to TGIF and shout out to the almost 5,500 people in the chat and to Ariel, who is asking if this is pre-taped. We are live and I'm giving you the proof. All right, y'all. Looks like some singles will be putting their money where their heart is. The dating app Tinder is offering a $500 monthly membership called Tinder Select. The option is invite only and will allow members to direct message each other without having to match, increase their visibility to other members and provide an ad-free experience. All right. In this age of dating, would you consider using dating apps and would you pay $500 a month for the app uh, Q? What do you think about this? So I would not use dating apps. Sorry to say, but dating apps for gay for gay men are all sex hookup apps. I don't care what app it is. It can start out as the classy app, but in a matter of months, within a year, it becomes a sex hookup site. I don't care what their profile says. It can say not looking. The minute you match and you exchange three sentences, it's da 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 da. Where you at? How you get down? Do you party or play? That's just what it is with the boys. All right. As far as what I spend five hundred dollars, I would spend five hundred dollars yearly. I wouldn't spend five hundred dollars monthly. There was a time a few years ago when I was really. The online dating thing was big and and it was in all the magazines. And I was like, let me actively give this a try. I was having no luck with Tinder or whatever because everybody just wanted to hunch. So I went to match.com. And I think at the time the fee was like $300 and something for the year. And I paid it because my thought process was the person who is willing to spend a couple hundred dollars is serious. You know what I'm saying? If they're not serious, they can just stay on Tinder for free. I paid it. Um, I think I probably completed my profile like 75% of the way. And then I probably, I think I never like logged in again or whatever. Um, the online dating thing, it's just, it, it doesn't work for me. I like meeting people the organic way. You bump into them in a grocery store. You bump into them, um, um, you know, and whatever, whatever. Or the way, you know, I met my my person with Al. Al was with me when I met my my person um, in New Orleans. Like we were just in a bar and it was a, a boy on a wall and we just started talking. And well, he wasn't on a wall. Oh, he was touching <laughs> against the wall. Yeah, he was touching against the wall. And we just started talking. And before you know it, he was my person. We have a couple of comments. Raphael Smith said, I met my fiance off Jack for free, a one night stand that turned into five years. And Beauty Budgetina said, I met my husband for free on Facebook dating. Um, Al, what do you think about dating apps? Would you do it? Um, I think dating apps work for who they work for. I, I'm not against it. I have tried it. It it, 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 it it didn't work for me because it's way too much communication. And what I also noticed is that a lot of people just don't have good follow up. Like, 
and they don't meet. So it's kind of strange. But in this particular case, let's not fall victim to this. We know that Tinder has 75 million users, which is one of the biggest dating apps in the game. And this is called market penetration, where they fish amongst their customer base to increase their profit margins. If they get these 750,000 people to sign up because you're making it exclusive, that's that's close to $5 billion to their bottom line. So I'm not falling for this crap because this is putting money in their pocket and not love in mind so they can forget it and they can have it as far as i'm concerned five hundred dollars a month is so ridiculous you better take that money and go try a different bar or a different restaurant or go to different museums just do different things around your city and expand your dating pool your your net and just go to different places that would be uh money what better spent because i was on tinder before and i went on one date and it was it was just weird because like they always say CEO. They always say all this stuff that is just not true when you meet them. This guy asked me to use my car so he could uh, uh, use uh, do do um, uh, Uber, and he was like damn near forcing it on me. I'm like, I just I'm not letting you use my truck. Did you get on Tinder so you can find a dummy to use their truck? And then Jeez. I'm on Raya. I got on Raya. This is supposed to be the high end one that you have to get approved for, but. There was one attractive guy that I matched with, and I thought he was, I was like, oh, okay. Turns out- And I'm upset with Raya. I still haven't gotten accepted into Raya. It's it's <laughs> bogus. They, they take Everybody a long time I know to is on Raya. They take a long time to accept black people. They hardly any even, black I've people. I've never even heard of that. I've it's never like heard of Okay, one. so I'll pretend like I'm half black. But then well, let's talk about, let's talk about this really quickly though. <laughs> At $500 a month, you know, it, it is attractive to who it's attractive to because that instantly thrusts you in a certain pool of people. I mean, at $500 a month, you can assume that you're in an elite pool of people who are high earners, who have that type of discretionary okay. cash. Now, to your point, Claudia, for $500 a month, I actually would, would much rather go join a country club. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to join a country club and you would still find the same type of people with that level of disposable income and at least we could do the face-to-face -face thing. I would sit like Bernadine Fish at the bar on waiting to exhale <laughs> and just wait for uh -huh. Wesley Snipes to walk up and talk to me and just I act all coy. Like, that's what I would do with the $500 a month. I would go to physical exclusive places. In my experience, though, that, that what I call rare air group, they don't want anybody else who's also equally as successful as them sorry at least and that's both in male and female dynamics male male and male female dynamics they usually want someone that is of a lesser yoke so that they can boss them around or introduce them to you know leveling up if you want to call it that because a lot of the most wealthy and the most successful do not date they're equal so i think what would be the benefit for me, that is so sick to me. That's so sick to me. I am I am not interested. I think a person's sick that wants to control somebody. I want an equal or better. I don't want no lower person than me. And I make real good money. I don't uh -huh. I, I I will. I, you know, of course I would date, but preferably I would love I'm Any not quote. specifically looking for someone to boss around. Claudia, well, what's so your thoughts? I think there's so many people that we me and my girls are thinking about doing a podcast in my living room about these kind of these types of topics. All my friends are successful. And men will literally sabotage a relationship like y'all know the last person y'all met. And when he lost his job, our relationship was on the it was on the outs because he felt um, less than. And there's a lot of men that don't want to see their woman. They don't feel like the man that they can lead. And they think that you'll look at them differently where there are surprisingly a lot of people that will ride out the storm with you, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the solution is. I, clearly, I don't have a right. But um. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of people that want to date where they are uh, the, the man in their relationship, the man. And I know we have to tease, but uh, CAB said, Claudia, finish your story about the guy you met on Raya. Maybe oh, I yeah, I was trying to say that uh, the one guy that I met that was really attractive, we matched and we had a great conversation. And I go, so what's up? And then he goes, well, I, I do have a girlfriend. I just was trying to see if I could like basically if he still had it. Wow. I'm like, you wasting time, wasting time. And the other, the Tinder date, yes, the Camilla, people remember these stories. She said, Claudia, is that the one that threw the box at you? Yeah, he threw a box in my car. Um, he abused my car that I didn't let him use for Uber. Anyways, I'm going to write this book. Okay, uh, keep it locked because coming up next, we'll discuss why women get BBL surgeries. And later, we're giving some dating advice from us. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Stick around to this.
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, a woman shared her thoughts on why women get BBL surgeries. She said women get BBLs in hopes of being able to access a certain type of lifestyle, which is more times provided slash given to them by a man. The sooner we're honest about this, the better. Some women can't fathom that they change their bodies for men. All right. Do you agree, Al? You know what, guys, uh, Claudia and Q, we really should have this young lady on our show. And let me share with you guys why. Her name is ZZ Mills, and she's a huge commentator in the UK. And she works for a black media company called Trend Central. And she does exactly what we do here at TGIF. And she's well-respected. She interviews all the top music people, all the top celebrities, all the top athletes in the UK. And she does it with the same unfiltering that we actually do it here on TGIF. GIF. I encourage both of you to like at least look at some of her clips because they are really good. And if we have an opportunity to invite her over here so that we can create a stronger relationship with our UK fan base, I think this is the woman to do it with. But back to the question at hand, I think the BBL culture, once again, is a trend of programming. And it's sad because I think a lot of black women are constantly and frequently looking for a reason to be attractive attractive to black men they want to be a desired they want to be picked they want to be loved they want to be valued and unfortunately in this trend they feel like they have to get it in order to receive those benefits and that's just sad to me now we have a whole bunch of women that go under the knife um, put their lives on the line in order to be picked. And it's just a sad situation and it makes me sad. But I think, and I'm very confident in this, that this trend is coming to an end. And thank goodness, because it's definitely 110% not worth it. All right, Q, what do you think? So I do think that there is a very large purport, uh, percentage of people who do do it. And Al, I want to challenge something. I don't think they do it to be picked. <clears throat> I think they do it because everybody wants to be the girl on Instagram or the girl on the reality TV. And they think if they have the flat stomach and the big booty, that they will have the same outcome as the strippers that got wiped up out the club, the Aries, the Jadas, the got all these other popular girls that got the, got the rappers and the athletes. Mm. There are plenty of men out there that are dating regular women with regular everyday bodies that work regular everyday jobs. However, we got to be careful blanketing the whole thing because there's also a demographic of women who had multiple children and things are sagging and they just want to feel confident in their skin. There's a demographic of women who dropped a lot of weight, you know what I'm saying, lost over 100 pounds and so on and so forth, and they want to look snatched. So this is not a one size fits all, but I do think for the women that don't fit in those nuanced categories that have issues with their bodies for whatever reason, that the overwhelming majority of people are getting them thinking that they will attract a baller or a rich man or an athlete or an entertainer. And, 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 and to be honest, very few people are going to land that because there's not much availability. I think it's crazy to think that a BBL is going to get you that guy. It's such a small percentage. It's probably like 10 women that really have the that lifestyle that are the wife's or serious relationship of the rapper. Most of them are still single. And I seen a thing on Instagram where they had this guy. He went around with microphone. He went to, to a whole bunch of men, right? And then he went to a whole bunch of women. He asked the men, do you want a girl? Would you want a girl with a BBL as your girlfriend? They all said no. They prefer natural. They said natural or B BBL. They all said no. Okay. And then all the, they asked all the women, do you think a man wants a woman with a BBL or not? And they all said they thought that they, they would. Um, again, I agree. It's not one size fits all. There's a lot of different reasons. Some people just want to be the hot girl in their city. Some people want to be, make more money as strippers. Some do want to get picked by rappers. Some, I think a lot of stuff has to do with social media, Instagram. I really do. Everyone's trying to outdo each mm -hmm. other, but I will say this. 
at the top of the top of the food chain where you see these like really wealthy men that really are the 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 really the the our lawyers and doctors and our poli- they are never really seen with a woman on their arm that looks like that that has that aesthetic it's the lower end hood rich guys yeah, because I'm going to be honest with you, and, and women, whether you guys choose to take this from a gay man or not, I'm still a man. I still occupy those spaces. There is, there is an instant thought about you when you walk past a group of guys with the BBL body, and the first thing is, "Oh, she's fine, and I want to have sex with her." Right? Um, put it this way: the first, they're not thinking you're smart. They're not thinking you're college educated. They're not thinking you're career driven. The first thing they're thinking is though, you know, she's the hot girl that all I got to do is buy her bags and take her to restaurants outside a cheesecake factory and I can hunch. That is like the first thing because that is what social media, reality TV and the media tells us comes along with that aesthetic. And it's not everyone, but that's what tells us they get the they get the bad bitch starter kit, which is a pair of red bottom socates, which is the lowest ones on the thing. Some fashion Nova jeans with a shirt tucked in. They have their bag. And there's just a certain thought that comes with that aesthetic. And I'm here to tell you, it's not one that you're going to be pleased with upon first meeting. I'm just saying they don't you don't need all that butt to get those guys to holler at you. And. It's sad that you think your ass over your face is what gets it. And I, I don't want the kind of brother that goes for a girl that just because she got a big ass. I don't, that's, don't come over here with that. All right, coming up, we have. Al, <laughs> we need our vacation. Coming up, we have uh, dating advice for new couples. We'll see you in a second. Welcome back. All right, a woman on social media is asking for advice. She said, gonna be my first time living with someone I'm dating. Any suggestions for this next step? Like y'all, do y'all love it? How was your first experience with living with someone if you have uh, that you were dating? And do you have any advice? Fuck yeah, you have a, you haven't lived with anyone, have you? I did. Have- the, the person that helped me over the balcony. Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, we li- we, we lived together. Again. We lived together for a year. Um, so my my biggest piece of advice to you is just like when people go from dating to marriage, things change, it, it, and it's weird. I had my own apartment when I would spend a night at his house. You know, even if I spent the night five days in a row, things were fine. The moment I moved in and didn't have my own place, expectations change, rules change, had an attitude, had to get off the farming, just things change. So do not expect your relationship to stay the same as it is. My biggest advice to you would be don't do it. Mm, okay. Wow. Al, what do you think? You you for it or against it? I'm for it. I wouldn't say don't do it. I wouldn't say don't do it. I think the key here is you have to ha- you have to communicate. You just have to communicate expectations, right? And the bit of advice that I would give you is always still have and maintain life separate from the house as well as separate from the person. So keep your little activities, keep your hobbies. If you're in the volleyball league, keep the volleyball league. If you play on the softball team, play on the softball team. If you play tennis with a tennis crew, play with the tennis crew. Have a life separate from the house and also separate from your mate and encourage them to have the same. But like I said, from the beginning, have an open conversation about what expectations that you have for moving in and they have for you coming in. That's super important because people have these unwritten rules, like you said, that they feel like because it's their house, you have to follow. Um. I've done it a few times and sometimes it was really great. And sometimes it was not. I'm going to tell you the worst kind of relationship uh, living with someone un- under these circumstances and even being in a relationship with someone, I do not want to be your everything. You have to have other things going on that you right. get happiness from. Like it is great that you think so highly of me, but you still, I need you to still have friends. I need you to go do your little bowling night or your uh, bar with the fellas. I need you to go play basketball, go work out, do something. 
Cause I need my space. Like I, I like to, I have to talk for a living. So sometimes when I'm home. I don't want to talk. And sometimes I want to be on my phone scrolling through social media for hours. And I don't want you to judge me for that. And sometimes I'm a fall asleep on the movie that you want to watch. And I don't want to watch. And, but I'm, I want to be with you. So I'll, I'll, I'll be there with you, but don't get an attitude because guess what? I have nowhere to escape to. Mm-hmm. I do not. My house is so peaceful. I got candles, Zen fountains. Don't come up in here messing up the the, the vibes in my house. It, it, you know, if it's going to be worse than what I have by myself, then I don't want it. So I think it's really important to maintain your own. You still have to have your friends and other activities. So it still feels like you're dating when you do, you know, spend that time. It still feels like it's it's not old and played out and tired. We got some comments, uh, Q? Yeah. So Trevor Mitchell said, Al, did you and your ex live together before marrying? I'm guessing they're t- talking your famous ex. Okay, yes. Okay. Yes, it's C Fine Classic said living together. I agree with Al and separate bank account. And Sirwa uh, A said best thing is to move into a new place together. And I totally agree with that. Ooh, that way point. no one has dominion over the other. Good point. Good point. Then there's no ghosts of past history, too, right? There's no ghosts. Right. No one can just pop up and all that. And it feels more like yours. All right. Rapper Juicy J has an interesting question for everyone. He asked, would you rather lose money or lose love? Let's start with you, Al. <laughs> Why? I've lost both. I know how both of those feel. Um, and I've recovered. See, that's the best thing. And I've recovered. I hate losing money the most, though. I got to be honest, because that's harder to recover from love is much more abundant and and easier to to get at least in my experience so i'm going to say for me i would rather lose love than lose money because i think i can get love back a lot quicker than i can my fortunes really oh i beg to differ strongly the the, the beautiful thing about money is once you learn how to make it you know how to make it and then that that, that, and that that's just a universal principle like once you understand how money works once you understand how it flows once you understand who you are and what you were put on this earth to do what your skill sets and your passions are money is the easy part for me in my life and I think universally, I think finding love is the hard part. Money comes and goes. I mean, that's what it's meant I for. Mean, it's meant to come and go. But for me, I'd rather lose money any day. I, I'm not pressed about money because I know how to make it, and I know how I, I know I can get that back. Um, it's mean. the love that that scares for me. I, I'm on the same side as you, Q, because um, I for me, I've I've been able to make money since I was 15, and I've had failures in relationships since I was 17, you know, it's been harder <laughs> to find people that are more aligned. And I think there's a lot of different ways to make money as far as love has been. I just think, I feel like love is so special and so beautiful and so um, rare, like real love, that really, really, really rare love that is not just based on your exterior, that real, real mm-hmm. love, like that soul where soul, like, twin flames and all that kind of stuff. I think that is so rare to find these days. I feel like half people are full of crap, lying or just with you for exterior things or whatever. So love to me, I will protect that with, as you know, I will protect that money. I already lost all my money before I got it back, lost it, got it back, filed bankruptcy, got it back and got more. I ain't doing all that. Uh Uh-uh, sorry. But you'll go y'all in can and talk, out with y'all a can talk, Y'all can talk all this that you want, and now one of y'all are married yet. So yeah, come, but you're not. You're single too. Though. And I'm not but, either. And I said but marriage that is not the end all be all goal. Well, I'm just people. saying, don't for, bark at me. For me, I can have my opinion, and my opinion is different than yours, and we can all have different opinions. Well, but no when it comes to money, when it comes to money, the type of money that I have made ain't easy to come by. Millions and millions and millions of dollars is not easy to come by every day. So well, sorry for me. Red, for, well, you for ran me, up for not being married, and that's why your ass broke. No, I, no, I, I had I had my millions before I got married. So let's be very clear. I worked in banking. So let's be very clear. Millions yeah, and millions of dollars are not off. that you easy to come by. Money, Bernie made off. Sorry. So yeah, I bet your ass don't work there no more. Why you don't work at the bank? Or no me? I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds, and Funky. Money. We're out of time. We're out of time, you guys. Over look, at time. Look, at, look at the time. Look at the time, you guys. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Fox So Face Up. We'll finish this argument tomorrow. How about that? We'll be back. We'll see you tomorrow. Your ass don't work at no bank no more. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.